When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. The Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN starts now. Well, isn't this a pleasant surprise? (laughs) Three and a half hours on the Michael K. Show. Now, 30 minutes of the Dan Grasa Show. I guess I lied last night when I said that it was our last solo vehicle of 2023. I guess not. We got 30 more minutes. Rapid fire, no huddle, fast break, whatever you want to call it. Let's make it happen. 30 minutes, you and me, right here on 9870 ESPN. 800-919-3776. is the telephone number. Anthony's still here. Harvey is still here. We're going to give way to Anita coming up at 7 o'clock. She's got the weekend wager. She'll take it right up until Nick's basketball coverage at 930 tonight where the Knickerbockers continue their West Coast swing against a Phoenix Sun squad, which... I haven't seen the injury reports yet, full disclosure, but they might have the big three in the lineup for a second straight game, which would be a thing. First time they've played two straight games together. We're talking about Bradley Beal and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And in a game that we'll see how the Knicks respond because we spent a lot of time harping on it last night. That was an ugly one in Utah. That was a bad loss. Knicks haven't had a lot of them this year, but that qualifies as one. That is a team you should beat. The Jazz are in complete rebuild mode. They were banged up. They were missing players. And the Knicks went out there and after the first quarter decided they didn't want to play basketball the rest of the night. Simple as that. So the big one for the Knicks tonight, they made the Taj Gibson signing official. So he'll be part of the mix here soon. And you got to work him into game shape and sprinkle him into that big man rotation with Isaiah Hartenstein and, of course, Jericho Sims to try to ease the loss of one Mitchell Robinson which we know is going to be about 8 to 10 weeks, so they say. As far as the football is concerned, Don and I spent a lot of time on it this afternoon. And when you look at the Giants and you look at the Jets this weekend, you now have games that are somewhat intriguing, certainly compared to what things stood three or four weeks ago, when it looked like the Jets may not win another game this year, the Giants were spinning out of control, Daniel Jones was lost for the season, Tyrod Taylor was injured, and you didn't know if this team was going to be able to recover at all. Fast forward to today, Jets get back in the win column. Zach Wilson plays good football against the Texans. He's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. The Giants have won three straight games. They won a primetime game, which hasn't exactly been their strong suit against the Green Bay Packers back on Monday night. And the whole Tommy DeVito, the Tommy Cutlets thing, it's got people believing, which ain't a bad thing. So now there's some juice going into these games on Sunday. And they're both winnable games. I don't think Miami is necessarily a world beater like you would think a 9-4 first place team is expected to be. And the Tennessee Titans proved that on Monday night. When Miami had them dead to rights and they could not finish the game. Throw in the fact that the Dolphins are banged up on the offensive line. Tyreek Hill who is firmly in MVP conversations this year, may not be able to play on Sunday. That changes things dramatically for the Dolphins' offense, right? 
Think about the Dolphins, the Dolphins offense prior to last year when Tyreek Hill climbed the board to what they've been this season with him and Tua in the lineup. It's completely different ends of the spectrum. And so the Jets might be able to catch a break there. But it kind of evens out because two weeks ago, the Dolphins got to play a Jets team, which was far from whole, and was playing a quarterback in Tim Boyle, who's not even on the team any longer. Jets were in that game last week against the Dolphins until the Hail Mary disaster right before the half. And if you're the Giants going into New Orleans to play the Saints, this is a winnable football game. The Saints are just eh, right? They're in the worst division in the sport. And that's why they still have a pulse right now. But they're extremely beatable. This is not the Sean Payton, Drew Brees, high-powered Saints where you don't want to go down to the Dome because you have no chance of winning. This is Dennis Allen with the visor. This is Derek Carr. And there's a lot of question marks for this football team along the way. And the Giants offensively, they rely on the run game. Whether it's Saquon, whether it's Tommy DeVito making some plays with his legs, that is where the Saints' defense is vulnerable. It's against the run. So the Giants should be able to move the football a little bit. And the way the Giant defense is playing, and I don't think that area of this football team in particular is getting enough attention. They've been playing at an extremely high level. You force 12 turnovers in the last three games, you're doing something right. And that is where the Giants are at right now. And I know Wink Martindale and Brian Dable haven't necessarily been seeing eye to eye, at least according to all these reports. Well, maybe they should figure out a way to work things out and to maybe see eye to eye a little bit clearer because Wink Martindale's a guy that you want to keep around because now that defense is playing very, very well. And it's for the good of the football team, right? Giants could win this football game. You might even get a cameo from Darren Waller on Sunday. Give Tommy Cutlets another target in that offense. Darren Waller, whose practice window was open. We haven't really talked about him. Remember him? Darren Waller, once upon a time? Well, he's back on the practice field. And he might get some run coming up on Sunday. Another possible target for this offense. A guy who can make plays. Now, I know that things are still far-fetched. And I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you on the fact that the Giants are going to the playoffs, the Jets are going to the playoffs, but they're both still mathematically alive. We know that. That's guaranteed. And a lot of things have to fall into place. I get it. But at least for this Sunday, a week before Christmas, you've got football games, if you're a Jet fan, you're a Giant fan in this town, that you should be a little bit excited to watch. Right? And you couldn't say that a month ago. Because at that time, you were probably sitting here counting the days till the end of the year, monitoring where you were going to be drafting and checking Tankathon each and every day to see if you moved up or you moved down. But that ain't the case. That's, what it should, that's not what it should be about. It should be about winning football games. And I don't know how long this is going to last, right? It could all blow up this week. If the Giants go out there and lose by... 30 points to the Saints. And DeVito has a horrible afternoon and turns the ball over left and right. And let's say the Jets go down to Miami and the offense reverts back to the form that we saw prior to Sunday against the Texans. And they can't put the ball in the end zone. And they can't get anything going sustainably. All right. 
it's going to be a tough sell for the last three games. I'm not going to sit here and try to kid you. It's going to make our jobs harder for sure. But all this interest, all this interest and all this intrigue, see, I combined two words there. At least you got that for this week. At least. Don asked me the question earlier on the air, like, what do you think the most likely scenario is going to be for these two teams on Sunday? Both of them winning, both of them losing, one of them winning, one of them. I think you're probably looking at a split. That's the most likely scenario. One of these teams is going to win. Another could fall short. But both of them winning, that's a tough ask. I'd be thrilled if it happens, right? Keeps us going for another week. And from a Giants standpoint, think about going now into that Christmas Day game against the Philadelphia Eagles with the whole country watching. And think about the last time you stepped foot on that field in Philadelphia. As a fan of the New York Giants, it was in the playoffs. And it was downright ugly. Right? That was the game where Cinderella turned into a pumpkin. The clock struck 12 on the Giants last year. And it gave you an indication as to just how much work still needs to be done to get that team up to a championship level. Well, guess what? You're not talking about a championship right now. You're not worrying about those things. It's about surviving and advancing, getting to next week, and having that game mean something, just like this one does. Just like the game means something for the Jets down in Miami. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And if you're wondering how Zach Wilson is going to fare in this game, I think that's a question on everybody's mind, to be honest with you. I know he went out there and he played free against the Texans. Let it rip, right? Wasn't in his own head too much. Game plan was a little bit more of the aggressive variety, which is not a bad thing, right? Really and truly isn't. But each game brings about a different set of circumstances. 
And you might be able to play aggressive against the Houston Texans in a rainstorm at home, but maybe that's not the best way to attack the Miami Dolphins. Coaches would know that better than me, better than you. They're the ones in the meeting rooms each week. Right? They're the ones breaking down the film, putting together a game plan. What's going to give us the best chance to win the game? I will say this, though. As long as the Jets protect the football... And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that Zach's got to go out there and throw for 300 yards again and, you know, he's got to throw three touchdown passes. Protect the football. That fine line between playing smart, playing aggressive, that's what he and the offense has to master on Sunday. Because I think that if they don't turn it over, they're going to have a shot to win this game. Because I don't see this Dolphins defense, or excuse me, this Dolphins offense running rough shot over the Jets. I really and truly don't. Because that team took one on the chin a few weeks ago on that Black Friday. I know they didn't get a lot of help from the offense, but the defense probably felt like, you know what, they left some plays out on that field. And some that they would like to have back. Now they get their chance. And with all the issues the Dolphins are having on the offensive line here, this is a chance for the Jet defense to control the line of scrimmage, and that is where you can win a game. If you dominate that team up front, generally good things are going to happen for you throughout the course of a three-hour afternoon. And the Giants are going to have to do the same down in that dome against the Saints, where it's going to be loud, it's going to be noisy. You know, you think about these environments that the Giants have played in up until this point. And this isn't the same Saints, as I said. But it's a situation where the young quarterback's got to be ready for. You know, he played a game in Dallas. Didn't go well. Played a game in Washington, they won. But this could be different. It gets loud in that joint. It could be a nightmare for the opposing quarterback. Hasn't been so much this year, because after all, the Saints have a losing record. Giants should be able to do some good things. You feed number 26 the ball, and get out of his way. Make some throws when you have to. The coaches, I'm sure, are scheming around that. Not putting too much on Tommy DeVito's plate, and that's fine. It's worked the last few weeks. Keep it going. And that defense, that defense can make life hell on Derek Carr. Because the Saints are far from a juggernaut. Chris Olave's banged up one of their top receivers. He may not go. Imagine what the conversation could be like on Monday when we come back. With maybe, just maybe, another week to this football season in this city. That can all give us something to talk about. I'll take it. 800-919-3776. We come back. Phone calls. Till the top of the hour, then we're handing things off to Anita. She's got the weekend wager. And then he got Nick's sons a little bit later on here on 9870 ESPN. Dan Grassa, coming right back. This is the Dan Grassa Show on 98.7 ESPN. So we didn't have the coffee this afternoon. That was that was a big no-no. It was a, it was no bueno. I'll take the hit for that. No, don't take the hit. Why I'll are you take taking the hit? I'll hit? take the hit. It's my responsibility. It's just as much my responsibility. And the reason we didn't have the coffee is because... Joe. The Joe. is because the place where we usually get it in the building, I did not know at least, closing time on... Is it every day or just Friday? Fridays is at 2.30. Fridays is at 2.30. I didn't know that either because I usually get coffee earlier. What what time normally is it open till? Till three. I mean, we really we were we were skirting the line anyway. So you want? I wanted to get it at least before the show. That's right. And we got caught up in some things, phone calls, and this and that. And so when we went down, some trivia, 
trivia at like 2.32 or something or whatever it was. No coffee. Don knew. Don, but he didn't share the secret. He didn't share the secret. So we still got to get coffee at some point. And Anthony's saying, well, go get coffee now. I said, no, I'm not going to get it now because I'm going to have dinner. You can't have coffee before the dinner. If you're tired, I feel like you can. It ruins the dinner, though. Harvey? No, it ruins the dinner. This is very, like, childish stuff right here. No, Harvey knows coffee. He's a, He appreciates a good cup of coffee. I think you can make room in your stomach no, for this. No, you can't. It's, but, Thank but then, you, Harvey. But it defeats the purpose. You don't want to go to the bathroom again, is what you're saying. It, it's got nothing to do with that. I mean, that's a whole other discussion for another time. But no, you got that, like, coffee taste. Chocolate soft serve in your pants. Sometimes you have a cup of coffee, it just like stays with you for like hours. Even if you like brush your teeth, it still just tastes like you can't shake that coffee taste. You don't do the espresso after dinner? No. At the steak? Why not? You got to try these things out, man. It's because they don't have a spoon, that's why. So I got a late night ahead of me. My point is is that I'm going to have to have a cup of coffee, but it'll be after the dinner, not before. Get some espresso. Treat yourself. Have you ever had espresso, please, for the love of Yes. I just have to ask. It was a, it was just, it was just a question. It was a question, obviously. By the way, Sunday, 11 a.m., Jets countdown to kickoff. Greg, myself, Anthony, Ray. There'll be coffee there. Be, oh. Damn right there'll be coffee. We get that covered immediately. You can't. There's no way you could do a game without the coffee We don't even covered. ask. What, no. Who'd you interview, Dan? It's like, where's the coffee? Doesn't then matter. we worry about Doesn't who's going to be on the program. What's the final score of the game? Doesn't matter. Well, we wouldn't know that yet. It's the pregame show. Yeah, but there's no point in even watching the game if there's no coffee. That's a very good point. None whatsoever. Rangers, if you're looking for that, that's over on 1050-1050 on the AM dial. Don pull until 7 also. He just happens to be doing something else. Right, and he's handling that right now because he's uh, multi-talented. All right, let's get as many phone calls up here as humanly possible. Ah! By the way, before we get the phone calls, so the Dodgers are going to be that team this year, I guess, huh? What do you mean? The Dodgers are going to be that team that like everybody's just going to hate. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be that guy. Yeah, I think that's probably Shohei, fair. now the deal is done with Tyler Glass now from the Tampa Bay Rays. And oh, by the way, they gave him a nice shiny extension, $135 million, keeping him around. And the Dodgers might not be done yet either. That's the thing. Because Shohei was nice enough to defer 68 of the $70 million annually for a good number of years. You think Yamamoto? Why not? Like, right now, if you're a betting man, where's Yamamoto going? Probably, you'd think the Dodgers. And you know what? Even if they don't get him, that's not going to stop them from trading, I think, for some other established star. Wait till some of these pitchers come off the market, not the free agent ones. The guys who are, you know, the Corbin Burnses of the world, the Shane Biebers, guys like that. The Cease? Dylan Cease. I'm surprised Glass now got moved this early. Because I would think that if I was holding one of these pitchers that I had under control that was bound to be traded, I would make sure that all the main free agent starting pitchers were off the board because then the leverage just goes up way higher in your end. Teams might go out there and be forced to pay a little bit more of a premium just to get these guys from you because you can't go shopping at the store anymore. They're gone. See what the Kansas City Royals are doing, by the way? They're collecting like former Met pitchers. They signed Seth Lugo, and today they signed Michael Waka to a... I think a two-year contract. Carlos Carrasco may not be far behind in Kansas City. Watch out. All right, to the phones. Let's say hi to my, uh, Chris in Wontaw up next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Chris. How we going, Dan? Listen, I, I called because I, like, appreciate how what you were speaking about the Jets versus the Dolphins because, you know, Mike Tannenbaum, one of the biggest 
haters of the Jets on this show, biggest Dolphins uh, apologist, you know, he said the Jets played awful in that game. And it's obvious for a defense to play awful in the second half after they make two game-changing picks to go into the halftime and a quarterback that had no right playing throws a pick six to go into halftime. It's going to be very demoralizing. And I personally feel like, you know, Zach needed to be benched, but people act like our defense hasn't been consistently great all year. We've had three games where we gave up 30. To the Dolphins that game, the Dallas, and the Bills, the the game after we beat the the second game. Those are probably the three best defense uh, offenses in the whole league, and and our offense gave them nothing, any of those performances. This is, like, in my opinion, the best defense in the league, without a doubt, and our offense routinely doesn't show up. If our offense ever shows up the way the Tex- we did last week against the Texans, our offense has not played with a lead all season. Give this defense a chance to play with a lead and see what this team can do. And I just, like, I, I don't think the Dolphins are bad. They got a great running game, but people need to really respect this defense because it's ridiculous. It really is. And I appreciate you saying they left a few plays out there and not just obliterate them. Yeah, I mean, look, Chris, that was a unique game, and I thank you for the phone call. And and, and the the Hail Mary, the Fail Mary at the end of the half, that changed the game. Changed the game because it's one thing to be able to shake that off, right? A play like that happens, you go back to the sidelines, all right, they kick the ball off, and then you pick up right where you left off, you continue. That went right into the half. And I've talked to guys about that from a human element. Like, that play happens, it's deflating, you think you're going in 10-6? Remember, that defense, the previous two possessions of the half, they intercepted Tua. Brandon Eccles had the pick six, and then the next one, DJ Reed intercepted Tua with two seconds left. And then the fail Mary happens. So you have to go into the locker room on the heels of that and then let that one stew for 15 minutes. And then it's 17-6. The fact that your offense wasn't able to generate anything, it was essentially lights out. And the Dolphins, I believe, if I remember correctly, the first possession of the second half, they took the ball right down the field and scored again. I think. I mean, in my head, I thought the game was over. No, they they kicked the field goal, excuse me. But still, same point. They made it a 14-point game. And you knew there was no way the Jets were going to win now because then the Dolphins already had 20, and the Jets couldn't score 20. They couldn't score one touchdown, much less uh, two or three. Got to play smarter. Got to play smarter, but let's see how two affairs if he's down some of his weapons. Anthony is up next in Harlem here on 9870 ESPN. What's up, Anthony? How are you? I'm doing really well, and uh, I'm, I think the Jets are going to win on Sunday, and I'd like to make the case as to why. Go I'm going to tell you some players. Jalen Phillips, okay, Tyreek Hill, their center, their guard, both of their, their safeties, Javon Holland and the other guy. All those names I just told you played three weeks ago and are are not playing Sunday. And Teron Armstead, who's their left tackle, hasn't practiced all week but says he's going to play. That's a lot of wood to be down. And I think everybody in that building in Floral Park knows that if they win this game, Rodgers is coming back on Christmas Eve. I think they're going to come out and they're going to win that game. Now, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, and I get the feeling they're going to win out and then probably lose in New England to not make the playoffs. But um, that's my opinion. Anthony, we'll see. You make good points. All those guys that you mentioned, yeah, they may not go on Sunday. The thing about the Washington game with the Aaron Rodgers angle is this. Let's just say, for argument's sake, he comes back. 
Are they really going to turn him around and have him play two games in essentially five days? Because remember, you're playing Cleveland on the short week right after. Right? So a guy who hasn't played football in three months, way ahead of schedule, on an Achilles rehab. Is that how they're going to rush him back onto the football field and have him play that much football in that short a time? How do they know he's going to be able to respond after playing a full game? You know, what if there's some discomfort? What if there's swelling? What are you going to do? Put him on the bench and then put Zach back in there again? To play? All right, Zach, good job. You, you won a couple of games. Uh, now you're going to sit for the Washington game. Oh, but by the way, you're going to play against Cleveland. That's why I don't think the Washington thing is likely. If anything, if anything, maybe Cleveland is the more likely return date. Just because it balances things out a little bit more with the schedule. And oh, by the way, after Cleveland, you have more than a week that you rest up before you got to play the Patriots in that season finale. But you know what? That could all be a moot point. Because if the Jets lose this week, I'm sure it's going to heavily influence whatever decision there might be if, in fact, the games don't really mean anything. All right, that's going to do it for us. 